0: Let's get right into episode 100 of the Retro Rewind Podcast.
1: That's not good.
0: What is happening, Paul? Did you do something?
2: What? No, I just stirred the fuel tanks, like an Apollo 13. Uh,
0: okay, um, Alice, uh, ship status, Alice. Alice? Jeez, Alice is offline too? Uh, Officer Powers, uh, can you get me some intelligence on why Alice is down?
3: That's not the kind of intel I usually get. I'll do my best, sir.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Man, I hope that new fuel valve didn't
3: break. Uh, uh, engine
0: room, report. Engine room, ship
1: reporting. Things are bad,
4: sir. We think the fuel intake valve fractured and exploded, taking all but two fuel tanks with it. The reflux capacitor is offline, and we're running on life support at the moment.
0: Shipman Berg? Where's Chief Engineer Brown? He's gone. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Paul, Head, can you head down to the engine room and help get us back up and running? You got it. And, Paul, if you need to use your powers to fix the engine, do it
5: to you, happy birthday to what? you, what? happy birthday
0: Happy <laughs> Alice. Stop, happy stop bar- guys. Wh- wh- what are you entertainers doing on my bridge?
5: Oh, it's the ship's birthday. So decided to go to all the departments and sing to the old girl. Good vibes seem to be in short supply, Captain.
0: More like fuel valves. And singing isn't going to help Alice.
1: Alice is
3: up. What? Well, almost. She was due for a software update and took the engine being down as a chance to do it. Reboot's almost complete.
2: Uh, Reflux capacitor is flexing and engine is running. We just need a heading.
6: You look shocked, Captain. You see, Francisco, this is why you need to trust us entertainers.
0: We'll make any situation Mm. golden. Aye, Captain? Of course. GoldenEye. Let's get on top of this 100th episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux
1: capacitor. Fluxing.
0: Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 100, along with links to contact us and to vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you would like to be one of of our awesome patrons, helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, and a secret patron as well. And thank you all so much for supporting the show, getting us to episode 100, and hope to keep doing this. so awesome to be flying with you. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and disavowed disjointed dialogue. And I predicted nostalgic for GoldenEye the movie and nostalgic for the N64 game. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, co-host, and first mate... Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hi, Paul.
2: Hey, Francisco. How you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Happy 100, Paul.
2: Happy 100 to you, sir.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, Paul, what was your prediction for the two Golden Eyes, the movie and the game?
2: Classic on both.
0: Classic on both. Awesome. Now, as many of you have surmised from our little opening there, uh, we have quite the crew of time travelers with us this time. And I'm going to go around and introduce them uh, with their rank on our ship because now we have official rankings. And please, when I introduce you guys, let us know what your prediction for the movie, Endgame, or both. If you only pre- had one prediction, that's fine. Just say which it was. And also tell us who is your favorite actor to play 007. Ooh. So I'll Controversy. Go. I'm going to start with our intelligence officer, Josh Powers. Hi, Josh. Hello. Hey. So, Josh, what were your predictions for the movie and or game? And who's your favorite James Bond?
3: Uh, my, my prediction for the movie was nostalgic. And uh, my prediction for the game was classic.
0: Awesome. Okay. And
3: my favorite James Bond, well... It's kind of funny. I've only seen four James Bond movies, three of which were Pierce Brosnan. Oh,
0: okay. So,
3: so I will say Pierce Brosnan.
2: All righty. Cool. <laughs> oh, we've had the Bond movies growing up. Anyway, am, continue. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, go this, ahead.
0: For those who, this is maybe your first episode, Josh and Paul are brothers. Uh, let's see. It's coming early. <laughs> Then we have a uh, ship's entertainer, uh, Nate Henderson, who is now promoted to chief entertainer. Congratulations, oh, wow. Nate. Yes.
5: Congrats. In your face. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> vote for him.
0: It's based uh, on how many times you've been on the show. So it's not, it's not my really chief voting. entertainer. <laughs>
6: I predicted that the movie would be nostalgic and the game a classic. And uh, my favorite Bond would have to be Mike Myers. Prob- <laughs> I'd probably go with Daniel Craig.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, not Austin Powers, James Bond. No, I know <laughs> it. Okay. I'm not sure. Th-
5: it's a joke.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's
1: yeah, they great, great entertainer you are. You have, uh, have
0: jokes. <laughs> Go ahead. And them that them. would be knock our them. other entertainer. Uh, we'd like to welcome back to the show, Chris Cowan. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey. So if I say you're a ship's something, I forget who asked, that means you're a shipman rank, which is just above returning guest host. So uh so Chris is a ship's entertainer. Yes. Yeah. So Chris, uh your predictions and favorite bond.
5: Okay. Uh my predictions are uh <laughs> my predictions are both the movie and the game are nostalgic.
0: Nostalgic, okay.
5: And uh favorite bond is probably Pierce Brosnan. Uh, mainly just because that's who I grew up watching.
0: Yeah, totally makes sense. Cool. Uh, Awesome. Thanks for being back to the show, Nate and Chris. Now, uh, we have praying for this excursion, the ship's clergy, Valerie Powers. Welcome back to the show, Valerie. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, What were your predictions and your favorite Bond?
7: I predicted that the movie would be classic. Mm -hmm. And my favorite Bond is... Sean Connery.
0: I like them all, but I have to go with Sean Connery. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Finally, we have two more promotions. First, due to there being a recent opening, uh, Danae Berg is promoted to Chief Engineer. Was it because
4: there was a death on the team? Or... Uh, Or
0: disappearance. (laughs) Not dead yet. (laughs) Uh, But, Danae, your predictions, please?
4: I predicted the movie would be nostalgic. and My favorite James Bond is... Probably Daniel Craig
0: Awesome, very cool And also, uh, he was formerly just a returning guest host But now, Travis Berg, you are now a ship's engineer Congratulations and welcome back to the show What were your predictions and your favorite Bond?
8: I predicted classic for the movie and nostalgic for the game And uh, I rank my Bonds by quality of chest hair, not quantity So Daniel Craig is at the top
0: all right. Can you please yeah, enter no...
2: our course for Alice for this time? Oh, we're not going to go over pockets. what our favorite bonds are. That's fine. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> we know who's lazy, Paul. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, someone's got to vote for him. <laughs> let's have a roundtable discussion on uh, one of the James Bond films. I don't know which one yet. And then let's Golden uh, Eye, Paul. Oh, come on! Does it have to be that one? <laughs> Then let's come back for a new tube and maybe even a game.
0: Indeed. And then follow that up with announcements and feedback.
2: All right. That too.
0: That too. You know, that's part of it.
1: Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector.
2: That wasn't very retro. On the top.
8: On the top.
1: Bond.
2: I
3: enjoy a spirited ride as much as the
5: next girl. Who's that? The next
3: girl. And things are starting to heat up. (laughs) one rises to meet a challenge, (laughs) United Artists brings you No More Foreplay.
1: GoldenEye, rated (laughs) PG-13.
0: That, I don't... I actually don't remember some of those things, even though I watched the movie recently. But uh, here's our memory mind meld synopsis of... Goldeneye, the movie. There have been so many James Bond films that I don't remember which one this is, except Pierce Brosnan. Too many Bond movies have blurred together. There's a new James Bond, but he doesn't have a golden eye. A big (laughs) damn and dashing secret agents, Remington Steele and Boromir, bungee jumping off of the dam in Mother Russia. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is around doing something. I had to ventilate someone. (laughs) They blow up the dam place, but not before Boromir uh, suffers a terrible industrial accident or gets shot. Actually, it's a complicated plot line involving the Soviet Union and possibly some double agents. Hint, 006 Sean Bean betrays Bond. Alan Cumming, as a nerdy tech guy, explains that Goldeneye is some sort of computer software program device thingy that has the power to destroy a bunch of stuff. And this guy that is really good at typing with one hand. Uh, the introduction of the light blue BMW Z3 driving with a plane behind it. Remington Steel spends the next two hours blowing more things up, seducing multiple women, and driving, piloting, racing no less than five unique machines. There's a boat in there or something. Uh, Bond must rescue a woman analyst who knows all about the GoldenEye satellite weapon. James Bond and the Russian girl are on the train, and his laser watch cuts a hole in the bomb, allowing them to just nearly escape. After surviving many locals or locales, (laughs) it turns out Boromir is alive and pissed. Uh, Bond fights 006 in a giant satellite dish. It's an exciting chase scene on on a high-flying catwalk with no safety harnesses. OSHA violation. Uh, So Remington has to kill him again by letting him do a 500-foot faceplant onto the satellite dish. James Bond survives and probably looks good saving the world. Wow, uh, um, that was all over the place, guys. So that I'm gonna was, have
2: for to the most <laughs> part pretty accurate.
0: Uh, well, yeah, but
8: I realized after I sent mine in, some of them were from the world is not enough.
2: Okay, there you go. Is that where he survives the locals there? The- <laughs> <laughs> that must
4: be where Boromir came in.
0: Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, so. That's uh, a lot of somewhat good memories, somewhat bad. But, uh, Paul, will you please give us the technicals for the movie GoldenEye 007 or just GoldenEye?
2: GoldenEye is when uh, Goldfinger dips James Bond's eyeball into a vat and out comes Pierce Brosnan. GoldenEye is a movie that was released in uh, theaters on uh, November 17th, 1995, which is almost a Thanksgiving movie, but quite not. It runs two hours and ten minutes. It's, it's directed by Martin Campbell and starts Pierce Brosnan. Sean Bean... Eliza, somebody, uh, Fomke, Jen- I don't know how to pronounce these foreign names. Sorry, J- Dame Judy Dench
0: or Paul. Actually, I'd like to know how this movie did financially.
2: Oh, sure. If you want, the budget for this film was about fifty-eight million dollars. It went on to gross over three hundred and fifty million. Oh my worldwide. word! <laughs> and also about forty-six million in rentals alone.
0: Okay, well. I mean, I guess there must have been some reason for that. A lot of people liked parts of this movie or just liked James Bond. But let's talk about the things we liked as the crew of the Retro Rewind podcast. Uh, And let's begin with, ooh, uh, let's begin with Travis. What's one thing you liked about Goldeneye?
8: Uh, I really liked... I, this was kind of one of the first uh, 007 movies that I saw as a child that was like a serious one. Mm-hmm. So I was used to Sean Connery, you know, floating around with the duck on his head, and then all of a sudden Pierce Brosnan is riding a motorbike off off a runway after an airplane. and um, So that was really cool. It seemed like 90% of the movie took itself pretty seriously and was action-packed and exciting. 90%? Uh, 75%. <laughs> <laughs> fair,
0: fair. Uh. I thought it was, yeah, I, I'd be, my percentage would be a little further down from there. But, uh, <laughs> but, but like you, this was the first Bond movie. I remember, I have this, this small memory of traveling, like driving in a van with my family to Texas. And no, we had whatever. one of those tiny TV, like portable TVs. And there was a, a James Bond where he was like on a bridge or something, uh, like, and the, the cabling of a bridge. And that's all I remember is just watching that late at night while we were driving to Texas. But it was a uh, Game Boy game. We didn't have Game Boys then, Paul.
2: Uh, well, the but, screen was that big.
0: It was it was bigger than a Game Boy screen, and it was backlit and it was color. Paul, what uh, was something you liked about Goldeneye? Since you were I, just in the mood to talk.
2: Yeah, I loved Pierce Brosnan finally filling the role of James Bond. Because I saw him as Remington Steele, I'm like, this guy should be playing James Bond. And oh, really? It took him years and years and years, and finally. I enjoyed him as James Bond.
0: Yeah, for me, I felt like he, of the few James Bonds I've seen, I felt like he fit James Bond really well, like fit the character. Yeah. Like, yeah, he you could see. Oh yeah, Davis. well, for me, I I mostly loved the exchange yeah. between, um, I, I call him KGB Hagrid because I don't know, I forget what his actual name is, but he is he played Hagrid in the Harry Potter movies. Oh yeah, but um, that's where I know him from. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but he's the, yeah, he's the one of the people that bond goes and sees he's his ex KGB agent. And just their back and forth. I, I really loved it. I want to see more of that.
2: Um, you're a secret agent, double.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go Very misogynist. You're a... <laughs> Chris, why don't we go to yeah. you? What's something you liked about this movie?
5: Um, I think it confirmed that Judy Dench is immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Her and, and yeah, I'd also agree that, uh, Pierce Brosnan is a great James Bond so
0: yeah
9: seeing his first kind of kick off is fun
0: uh, Kodak what's something you liked about GoldenEye
9: uh, I enjoyed that well for um, for me this GoldenEye slash James Bond film was kind of the pinnacle for me of James Bond films as far oh, really? as what what it okay so I mean yeah you have Sean Connery and you know all the other James Bonds that happened but Pierce Brosnan was kind of the, that's a good word. He was the, the James Bond for me. So uh, that's what I really liked is the casting of Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. And he made that movie what it was, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. more Do you think- so than just like the, the fun story and the kind of uh, like, overall dynamic of James Bond. I just really like him as Mm -hmm. James Bond. So besides Sean Connery, he's my favorite one. And then (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Do you think that's an
0: out out outpouring of you sort of growing up with this James Bond though?
9: No, well I currently really do like uh Hold On Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um he's really good and I when I when they announced him as a new James Bond, I was like, oh nope, I'm never watching James Bond again. But as I when I saw like Casino Royale and Quantum, Quantum of Solace. Solace, yeah, and then what was this last one? That Spectre, just happened? I think. Yes, yeah, Spectre, last. which was Skyfall. really oh yeah, Skyfall. That was really good. But I mean, even though he's a really good James Bond, and it's more realistic as a James Bond uh, franchise now, I like that kind of over the top, just in your face. Look at all this craziness that's going on with James Bond, and then. You know, the story kind of mixes that all in where, you know, he can drive a car and has the champagne pop out of the the glove box kind of thing. Like, I I enjoy that over the top spy feeling.
5: Almost might as well, like, compare it to uh, the Jason Bourne series because it's Mm -hmm. so, like, different in terms of the feel they're going for. Mm
0: Yes. I seem to be sensing a common thread that we're liking uh, Pierce Brosnan uh, for this role. Uh, Let's see. Uh, dene w- are you in agreement with that, or is there something else you liked about the movie?
4: Mm, uh, I liked. I liked Q. Also, I thought that the this. Wait, this
0: wait. Were you were you watching Star Trek: The Next Generation? Because that's not what we're. Talking no, about. not that Q. Oh. Oh. oh okay.
4: <laughs> you know, I I thought the scene where they were introducing all the new gadgets was really funny. Yeah. It was not really fitting with the rest of the movie. Uh, By itself, was really funny.
0: See, I was gonna nice say th- that kind of took me out of the movie. Yeah. I felt like too much zaniness.
4: I just thought he, it, <laughs> I just thought he was funny as like the older guy and the clicking of the pen and yeah,
8: just and the rocket cast. Oh yeah, that was good. <laughs>
0: it Only really had something to do with the movie. I just thought I was a little off the wall given the yeah. rest of the context. of right. the
2: guy about. flew off the wall. Right? Well, kind of
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, I
4: I didn't mind uh, Pierce Brosnan as James Bond either. Okay, I thought he was he was a good replacement
0: mm-hmm um let's see Vary, what's something you liked about the movie i
4: enjoyed the music
7: both in the intro and throughout the movie it's just fun
0: interesting yeah. i'm that's actually something i'm gonna talk about liking in the game i really like the music for the game but that's cool but that you like the
2: movie that's interesting I
0: think that leaves nate what's something you liked about the movie
6: <laughs> i liked the uh I agree with Danae. I like the uh the laboratory. Q's laboratory. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought was a good whereas you said, Francisco, it kind of took you out of the movie. I thought it was kind of like you were kinda coming from like a goofier I don't know, occasionally goofier set of Bond films, and it was almost like this was kind of they were kind of mixing both. Kind of like there was some oh, okay. humor in it and stuff, mm-hmm. and then it was going to more serious tone, leading to what we have today, which is just like all serious the the only the only funny parts are in the writing like just little <laughs> jokes and things like that but it wasn't like straight up like I don't know, like, just kind of slapstick humor. And so I, I kind of actually appreciated that part. Mm-hmm. 75% of the time, it took itself seriously <laughs> exactly right. So I, li- I like that. I, I like the uh, just the fact that everybody was just getting... It must suck to work at Q's laboratory. Everybody was just getting jacked up in that <laughs> carted... Off. Yeah, that's true. They do have free sandwiches, so maybe it's worth it for the hoagies. I don't know. But uh, I liked it. I liked the scene.
0: Awesome. Let's see. Uh, Josh, I don't know if you agree with the whole... Q laboratory. If you think it, it took away or added to the movie, but you can comment on that, or what's something else you liked about the movie?
3: Uh, I'll answer both in the same question <laughs> with the with the same answer. Um, I, I felt the tone was uh, pretty balanced. Um, you know that, that there's moments where you have you know Alan coming. He's he's the comic relief, and that's uh, Boris, that, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Boris and. Uh, <laughs> And then you you know, you have Q's scene, which is kind of ridiculous, but uh, you know, it's uh, even Hamlet had kind of a goofy scene here and there. It's it it was the tone and the balance was pretty spot on, especially coming after you know, basically it's the campiness from before it mm-hmm. is really toned down. Mm-hmm. You look at the Daniel Craig stuff and it, you know, there's zero percent camp. Mm-hmm. So I think uh the Pierce Brosnan, the Goldeneye is like it strikes a really nice balance between the two.
2: Yeah. And I guess it's
3: very hard to do. Yeah.
0: I wonder if that context also helps. And for me, since I don't really Goldeneye was the first bond. I really remember watching if it's in the rewatch and having seen Daniel Craig's stuff, maybe that's why that can't be, that can't be part seems so campy. Whereas if you're coming from the previous iterations, this was like, Oh, this is just a little bit of the, the old, it's almost like an homage to what it was. so I could see it.
3: Right. I, I should a put a <laughs> I should put an asterisk on on that because uh, full disclosure, I haven't seen any Sean Connery what? James Bond
1: movies.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Goldeneye was the first James Bond movie I saw, and it was actually in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. so this was my introduction to James Bond. So like when I talk about the campiness I'm going based on assumption and the very little I've seen of clips from before. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you need to
2: educate yeah. yourself with the Bond. To so keep. to me
3: it's well to me it's like you know that's just the movie but you know it's like this whole extra layer there. So. Yeah, culture.
5: Awesome. Sorry, could you you repeat all that? I didn't hear anything after <laughs> you said off. you know, yeah, nothing no, 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 no. was <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'm not sure how valid my opinion of this whole podcast is going to be. Really, I've only seen one Daniel Craig one, and that was oh, just like a couple years ago. Okay,
0: okay, let's let's get this out of the way. Uh, maybe we should I should have asked this question uh, to late. begin with. We'll go around just real quick. Are you a fan? Are you a James Bond fan? I am not, Danae.
4: I like
2: it,
0: Travis. Yes, Valerie? I love it, Paul.
2: I like it, but I'm I wouldn't say I'm a fan. Josh? So don't ask me questions about it. Me? Yes, no. you're with
0: only Josh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Chris? Uh, yeah. And Nate? Yes. All right. So mostly people that like James Bond here. Awesome. Cool. Uh, let's see. Um, you know what? Let's go ahead and go to our classic makers now for James Bond. Not James Bond. For GoldenEye. Uh, so let's go around and say the things we actually loved most. Our classic makers our classic maker. for GoldenEye. Let's begin with Nate.
5: Uh, Well, I'm
6: uh, just like Josh. It was actually the first uh, Bond movie that I saw. And so for me, what makes a classic is the fact that it really did kind of set the tone for me of what a Bond film was. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, and I could kind of expect a little bit of the goofy with the serious. And I think it was like kind of the perfect blend for me to be like, oh, I want to go back and I want to watch... Um, you know the Bond film, Bond films that came before it. I'm Mm. I'm totally down for whatever follows it. Um, so I guess my reason for being classic is just, just for me personally, it was the first one I saw, and it was it was. I mean, I was a 16 year old, so it was like it was it was awesome to see all the action, and it set the table for just many many more Bond films down the road. Mm -hmm. What face are you making, Paul? Nobody can see
2: this on the podcast. I know. Just seeing if you would break or not. <laughs>
1: well,
2: now I you do, know my pain.
1: <laughs> so
2: Awesome. Well
0: thank you, Nate. Uh Chris, what is your classic maker?
5: Uh, kind of along similar lines. I think it 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 was um a perfect mix of all the kind of classic James Bond mm-hmm. you know, for lack of a better word, gimmicks. Like all the you know, you got the, you got all the little gadgets that, uh, you don't see as much in the Daniel Craig ones. Um, you got the gadgets, you got, um, STDs. You know, yeah. <laughs> STD. Congratulations. to have
1: herpes. <laughs> Uh,
5: you know, it had rape culture, it had all the <laughs> classic elements of James Bond. <laughs> if a woman's angry at you, you just kiss her really
1: hard, yeah, and that's what, what you do.
3: That'll yeah, turn actually, everything around, they, just really... They, they actually so comment well? about that in the movie, so I thought that was pretty smart of them. Uh, it what's did? Name? Moneypenny basically oh, yeah. calls them out.
5: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He calls the bad guy out. I don't know. If James,
3: oh and, yeah, then yeah, he, I and then yeah, he
5: basically yeah. proves for the
6: next two hours that he heard nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're a instead. Pretty,
5: pretty, pretty much. much.
6: But
2: that's James Bond. Indeed. But no,
5: I mean, it, yeah, it had like all the classic James Bond elements, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's you know, it 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 fits very neatly within the James Bond legacy. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, this is a James Bond movie. It doesn't yeah. feel out of place. Awesome. Uh, Josh, what's the thing you love most about the movie?
3: uh this is like perfectly honest <laughs> the, oh my, my favorite thing was that i loved recognizing all the stuff from the game <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was like yeah. i was watching it with with my wife and i was like oh this is the level where you like you yeah. go through here yeah. and you have to make your way to the dam and you have to jump you know I'm like oh this is level two now and <laughs> rating the movie That's and funny. like
6: out of curiosity I, like, did you see did you play the game before you <laughs> yeah. saw the movie
3: no, I played the game after. Okay, so, I was just wondering. So yeah, yeah. and uh, so like you know, there's I forgot there was like the the laser gun is in the game, and that, I forgot that was like in the movie. Oh, yeah. You know the the PP seven and like I'm not even a weapons guy, he but I'm PP. like. That's me. <laughs> uh, That's Paul. Paul's initiative. Yeah. Uh, but even the remote mines, like I thought that was just thrown in there. I forgot that it was, uh, actually like part of the plot and stuff. Yeah. So. I loved all that. It's like, oh, there's the facility. Yeah, go through that door, take a right, you know, you're on your way.
5: Yeah, I didn't remember, like, when I was watching the movie, like, and seeing the different scenes, it was doing the same thing for me. It was triggering, oh, more memories of the game than of the actual movie.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Quick little tidbit about that. I had, like, a a GamePro magazine or something about it where I was reading how they actually took uh schematics from the buildings that they filmed in and based the game on those schematics
1: so.
0: oh sweet okay yeah I no So idea. that's
3: why it's like so like very detailed very accurate mm-hmm. to the game so,
0: so next uh <laughs> paul what's uh your classic maker for goldeneye
2: that tank scene I thoroughly enjoyed him going around in the tank scene. That was no, awesome. it no, wasn't it was awesome because I grew up around tanks, being a military brat. Oh, yeah, and I've yeah. seen tanks like accidentally run over a, a building curb and completely <laughs> no, completely destroy a, a concrete curb into rubble, like oh. just by barely nicking it. So yes, I don't know if that model tank can do all that damage, but there are tanks that could. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, wow, this is fun.
8: Very cool. Okay. Paul
0: used to And
3: a great mine.
2: level in the game. Yeah. yeah.
1: You
8: see that Travis go. So Travis, your that was your classic maker too. Yeah, that was my classic maker, especially with it. Like, you think it's gonna come through the wall? Not only it like no, it found a ramp somewhere behind the wall <laughs> and it's like
1: five feet in the air. Yeah. Skidding around yeah.
8: corners. Yeah, that was that was. Your and then teacher. it took on a train. Yeah.
1: That
2: part was a little bit. It, what's gonna happen here? Because I don't know, but it it was fun.
0: Very cool, uh, Valerie. How about you? What was the thing you liked most about uh, this movie?
7: My classic maker applies to all James Bond films. It's the stylishness of them, or the style, and I, what I mean by that is uh, the combination of the great dialogue and the action, and then um, the fun, creative intros. It just all the combination of everything to me adds up to really fun entertainment. So I like the the style of James Bond.
0: Very cool. The style. Let's see, who's left? Uh Danae, what's the thing you liked most?
4: I don't have one.
0: I'll say the thing I liked most. Oh, my goodness. classic maker Okay, so this is this is unlike any of your guys's and it's kind of a small thing. I really appreciate it and if anyone who's a James Bond fan who's seen the other ones, let me know if this is has happened before. But I really like the idea the of
5: silhouettes a, at the
2: beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs>
0: I've never seen this. This is amazing. No, let me get this out. Oh, the barrel of
2: the gun at the beginning that doesn't even look like
0: a
1: barrel uh, of the gun. You're like, what the, is that I thing?
0: liked the idea of a former MI6 agent, uh, 006, uh. Being, becoming the main villain. I really liked that. Because yeah. I don't think that's something you see in other other Bond movies, at least the ones I've experienced.
2: The... the um, um, there's Definitely a spoiler the later
3: one.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, I was about fine. to say Javier is one, right? In yeah. uh,
9: Skyfall. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess so he is. Katek, what is your classic maker for Goldeneye?
9: Um, I think it's well, for me it's the the casting in general. I I like everyone through and through in that movie. They mm-hmm. they really I think they really hit it with every character Mm -hmm. Um, from Valentine to 007 and everyone in between. I feel like they really, and also 006. It was just, it felt like a full, fully fleshed out cast. Not and a curly
0: haired one among them.
9: Exactly. Not a curly haired one among them. Yeah. So I, I really liked that for me. That's what made it really classic. So I can oh, just nice. go back and watch it over and over again without feeling like I just don't like this one person. They kind of killed the movie. Like I like everyone in there. Oh, does that happen so. with
0: other movies for you? Like one character will sort of like tarnish the rest. Andy McDowell usually. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. Uh, well, now that we've talked about all the things we like about *Goldeneye*, let's talk about the things we just didn't like about the movie. Uh, I'll kick us off. I thought all the model explosions just looked uber model-y, like very much like, oh, I am watching a model explode right now. That is not anywhere near real life. That is not a, a real plane or a real tank or anything or a real can helicopter I, exploding
3: francisco can i ask you if it were cgi would have that made a difference if for it you? was
0: if it was today's level of cgi probably well if
3: if the believability well nightfall well, the believability of uh was on the same par
0: i mean it kind of boils down to the bad level of cg of yeah, I, yeah thank you paul took the word drive right out of my mouth yeah so because paul because wounds. you can make <laughs> scale stuff that looks that looks good because older movies have done that and where it's at least for me I haven't noticed wow this is this is totally a model
2: right now it's only a model
9: yeah but wouldn't you rather have that model with a real explosion blowing up instead of really bad CGI for the yeah
0: no I'd rather I'd rather a much higher scale model be blown up
9: (laughs) yeah but they spent all the money on Pierce Brosnan's hair (laughs) it
4: required a lot of grooming
3: (laughs) a bit of trivia this uh this was actually the first movie to actually have CGI in it but it was just the there goes sequence. Tron. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. <laughs>
5: what
3: first Bond movie, Paul? Not the first oh. movie ever.
5: Well, the, it's weird because the supermodels are actually the reason I watch these.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I, mis- did I um, misunderstand?
2: No, you're you're right on. He just doesn't like all the plastic. Yeah, he said when the
5: supermodels exploded. But yeah,
2: did you no. guys watch a different movie? Chris, so something
0: you didn't like, since you maybe, maybe oh. that this wasn't about models and you're expecting it to
2: be. Uh,
5: it has some pretty cheesy, pretty cheesy elements to it. The the biggest cheese ball moment was when he goes over the edge of the cliff and leaps from his uh, motorcycle, the plane that's headed downward. Oh yeah, and it's like a hundred foot gap at least. And somehow he, like, catches up to the plane that's on and flying downward. Exactly. And just catches up to it and steers it. And that whole thing was, like, I was cracking up when I saw that. <laughs> cuz so over-the-top and ridiculous. Indeed.
4: I made a comment to Travis while we were watching, and he's like, best not to ask questions.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those, just those kind of questions. Yeah.
2: That, I'm yeah. glad they established that at the beginning so you know yeah. okay, it's one of those movies. No, it, but, but it, but it, it
5: let's do you know it's it's out and proud. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say oh. I have a little experience with that. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Stop it. Um. Let's see, Travis. What's Your something turn, you Valerie?
8: didn't like? Let's see. Something I didn't like uh, was all the yeah the uh, romantic fight scenes. So Those were oh. sort of like that was the, the hard twenty five percent of that movie. <laughs> it's a brand new
1: genre. Yeah, I was like, uh, what's going on here?
0: Valerie, what's something you didn't like about the movie?
7: how unrealistic it is unrealistic yeah yeah chris was saying that same scene i was gonna mention it Mm -hmm. it took me out of the movie and i just thought this is
0: crazy what's going on even
7: he even gets control of the the plane and flies it up and
3: i just thought it was silly (laughs) josh (laughs) what
0: was something you thought was silly uh
3: you know everything that i thought of that i don't like kind of fits into my tragic maker so i'm gonna save most of that and just say i didn't like Pierce Brosnan's bottom teeth. Anyone else noticed this? Maybe yeah. no. I was watching a high definition I copy, didn't. but they're like all perfect. Like, they're not perfect. They're jagged and gross. Is it, well, that is, is, is true. Is it as top His top teeth. He has, he has a he has a perfect face, but his bottom teeth, like is like that, that's what made it stand out even that's more. That's what makes <laughs> us hope the for us uh, locals.
0: Paul, what's something you don't
2: like about me? I'm gonna call this the stormtrooper effect. Basically, yeah, when he's yeah. running along the the catalogs, like above, <laughs> and uh, they're shooting <laughs> up and missing, and then he turns around and shoots down and hits all of them. It. Oh, it's okay. like uh, the bad guys can't hit the good guys. But he's M I six trained. Uh huh. Shooting at a, a, a graded floor. Okay. <laughs> but are, it, it, yeah, no. All right. Yeah, I
5: had the same exact thought when I saw that scene. I was like, "They got their, they got their training from the uh, Galactic Empire." <laughs> uh,
0: let's see, Kitek, what's something you don't
9: like? Um, well, I kind of liked everything. I just liked that movie. Okay. <laughs> Fair All enough. Right. Flawless I mean, victory. It, yeah. <laughs> even, I mean, yes. Even though it is over the top, and there are many things that could be perceived as not enjoyable by some i i like that over the topness and it makes the movie more enjoyable for me because it's i know going in already it's not going to be this realistic kind of like okay this has to be set in a reality that is you know full of physics and stuff like that <laughs> here, here. <laughs> you know I, I appreciate that because i do think sometimes filmmakers are like okay we have to make sure everything is Physically perfect, and it's and it just kind of takes away from me because I can't enjoy that uh, suspension, um, of, suspension disbelief. of disbelief. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You liked the objectification of women, just
1: <laughs> yes.
9: I think that's awesome because he's the guy. He's the guy who who is like, you know what? Look how look look what I am. I'm a spy and I'm hot and i'm hairy and i'm gonna have what i want so like why not i think that's awesome
2: yeah the best. E so.
9: the chicks have easy time you know every day just being chicks so there's a hole with the, and with the and mother just... hen looking after the chicks they have it pretty good okay and the podcast just got
5: extended by an hour this episode brought to you by trump 2016. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Danae worry. since you haven't uh, gotten to say your thing you didn't like so I'll give you a chance to rebut and uh, if you like to and what's the thing you didn't like
4: No, uh, I, just, I just have a lot of things I didn't like
0: <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> like, pick one
4: I'm just like, racking my brain picking my favorites um, unfortunately it kind of is the opposite of what Josh said that he did like about the film hmm. so I didn't while I like some of the scenes in a, individually where the tone was different, I didn't like how it kind of jumped between and it couldn't really decide, is it a comedy? Is it action? Is it super dramatic action? It was just trying to fit (laughs) so many weird (laughs)
1: genres in (laughs) one.
4: I mean, it did feel like a really good Bond film, but as a film in general, I felt like it was really disjointed. So I know that's totally opposite of what Josh said, but
3: that was, hey, that's, that was that's my that's opinion. Personal yeah, That was my take on it. I as mean, a, as just... a
4: Bond film, though, which is what you said, I think it it does feel true to a Bond film.
2: And I would you don't agree like Bond that. films. No, without...
4: I I do like Bond oh, films oh, Yeah.
2: Okay. All right. Let's see. I think
0: we have left uh, a Nate. What's the thing you didn't like about James or Goldeneye?
6: Well, I knew that. Um, I knew most of the scenes were kind of essential to the plot but i don't know i almost kind of think that they could trim it up just a little bit like i think the movie i don't know i think it just went a little long like for mm-hmm. my liking mm-hmm. it was um i think like certain things could have been solved by maybe just like a quick exposition thing or something rather than have hit i don't know all the conversations that they did mm-hmm. um i thought it was kind of odd when they went into cuba and it's like uh, with uh, Natalia and, and Bond, just kind of vacationed for a little bit. <laughs> yes. We could probably cut five or ten minutes <laughs> out of that, and maybe even have them just having a conversation on the plane on the way to the boss's base. Like,
2: yeah, I don't know. And why did thought, she join him? I didn't understand. Yeah, that.
6: The thing I noticed for the first time when I was watching it too. Is things that they could have taken care of in conversation when they were just kind of in Cuba having vacation and sleeping around. Like he asked her when they're in the enemy's base, "Do you know how to handle like a gun?" Like (laughs) before you walked into a base with like a hundred bad guys like isn't that a question that maybe you find out this girl that you care about no anyway so the whole thing was just kind of I don't know I I think they could have trimmed it up a little bit with just some Mm -hmm. some quicker some tighter uh, dialogue and exposition but that's just
5: sure they're about to blow up London but let's take a little vacation (laughs) in (laughs)
1: Havana first
0: and and you know what that's that's my tragic maker Nate you hit it on the head just because I right. thought the pacing of this movie was sort of <laughs> start and stop and made the overall thing pretty feel pretty slow.
2: Did you start and stop this movie, Prince? <laughs> we or? did have to do that, That's too. That's why. <laughs> it, felt no, extra, it, started. Started. it felt
1: extra. It felt
0: extra. But you know what? The I, I feel like sort of ex- elaborating on what you are saying, Nate, that I feel like this movie is doing a lot of telling rather than <laughs> showing. Like there's a lot of stuff they could have done yeah. I
2: felt Just like they by showed stuff. especially I at the beginning, <laughs> but
0: I think I think you know what I mean. That yeah stuff that they no, I, agree. I agree chose to resolve with exposition. They're like, uh, they did that instead of showing us what was happening. Instead, uh, let's see tragic makers. Let's go to Valerie. What's your tragic maker for 007? <laughs> I mean Goldeneye. It was, this movie, whatever it, was it
7: is. A little, yeah. It was a little too cheesy for me, and mm-hmm. I don't even Amen. actually mind. Amen. Teams, but I thought that the, I think someone mentioned this, the, the beach scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Really was kind of too over the top. He's staring off, you know, into the <laughs> into the sea, and then she comes up and starts attacking him. I'm really not sure why she was attacking him at his lowest point there. And then, you know, all of a sudden, <laughs> he's kissing her. It just was really cheesy for me.
8: Yeah.
0: Agreed. Uh, Travis, what was your tragic maker?
8: I'm tied for two. Um, the So, I'll d- do the quick one first. Sean Bean should have died when he fell head first 500 feet concrete. Oh. Yeah. You don't live yeah, through that just, like, no matter wait, your training. He did? He yeah, because
0: that? he's looking up when
8: the thing. <laughs> falls down yeah. to crush him yeah not oh, like yeah. looking up like his eyeball is facing up like he's <laughs> conscious oh, and yeah. moving
2: valerie said the same thing and then i pointed out you know there have been people that have survived uh parachutes not like opening yeah up, that's true so yeah. when they landed in, sean in the lake bean, though sean, sean bean doesn't survive doesn't, anything well it's in the <laughs> yeah. die, and
3: everyone. he didn't so.
0: actually according i mean you guys are the engineers so maybe i'm this is completely wrong but according to my, like one of my high school science teachers Hitting water actually is a lot harder from like a high fall because the water molecules somehow become a lot more solid than if you were to hit concrete, which gives a little bit. I don't know. That's what they said.
2: Bumbles, bounce. <laughs>
0: and my
8: other minor
5: tragic I,
3: I maker. I've heard the same, Francisco. I've
5: heard the same. I also heard that jet fuel can melt
8: steel beams. <laughs> but...
3: <laughs>
8: Many people say that. Many people. 7 was an
3: inside job.
1: <laughs> it was a part-time job. Thank, Thank you. For
3: the Come truth. again.
8: Oh, that the CIA agent, and Danae said this, didn't get a spin-off show. I feel like that was missed opportunity. Yeah. He was great.
4: Yeah. He he was like the best comedic relief. I'm like he could the have cowboy he, guy. Yeah. yeah, no, he, he was, was not with was the muffy so tattoo. He's so funny. So lame. He could have totally he, had his own. Talk movie. about
0: he, cutting he, stuff out of this movie. <laughs> movie. <pretty laughs>
2: to
0: the oh my god. you no. no. no.
2: talking about Hagrid. No,
3: no, no. more of him. Please. The American, the American, the, American. the,
2: the CIA director. Or he, he had
3: history, science, director. theater fans know him best as Joe Don Baker, the actor. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Yeah, he had enough
4: funny, just short scenes that, I mean, obviously, he wouldn't have been Bond, but he could have had it. a funny off movie. Uh, I mean, Francisco, oh,
6: I would pay just money to
0: see him as Bond.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I want five movies with him as Bond right now.
0: I mean, if he was That'd Bond, hilarious. I don't mind him. I just think that role is completely superfluous to this movie. So
3: they're just to represent the Americans. Like, there's they're like, we got to get America in here. And they, I, I, I laughed every time we say, oh, there's they the Americans again. Like, why are they bringing that up? Oh, yeah. probably to appeal to Americans.
2: I, I don't think. I, I thought, the, uh, I thought the cultural
4: stereotype was offensive. Personally.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember this at all.
4: His tattoo is awesome. <laughs>
2: yeah. okay. The only tattoo yeah. I remember. <laughs> remember was the rose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wasn't that Hagrid? No, no, no. Different actor. Well,
3: towards the end, remember he called the FBI guys who are hiding in the ground to come Yeah, up? isn't that
2: the same guy with no. the.
3: Oh, my gosh. No. You'll, you'll notice. <laughs> One spoke like a, a Georgian. From East oh, Europe, the other looked
5: like from Georgia. <laughs> yes. I thought you were nice. talking.
2: That guy was Hagg. Yes. I'm sorry, that's I got him okay. mixed up.
0: Kachek, what's your tragic maker? Did All you those have white one? white people
2: look the same to you, don't they? Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> the heavy ones, at least. Now I are
9: shaming too. <laughs> no, I, I encourage my, it. If I had one thing that I didn't like, it was how they stole that tiger helicopter. It oh just, really? It just seemed like just for easy? something that's so like okay this is a really important piece of like you know government property, yeah let's just make sure anyone can access it anytime with any not uniform not anyone they want. just a
2: hot girl distracting the pilot <laughs> and
9: first of all i mean i'm all for women in the military <laughs> come on <laughs> she yeah i mean really like you know i she just She's like, "Oh, hey, I'm just gonna fly this helicopter real quick." I was like, Are you kidding me? Like, I just felt that scene was the tragic maker for me because, right. and then James Vaughn, who's like, "I'm in my six. but everyone's like holding him back. It's like ah, they're stealing it. Look, and everyone's like, "No, it's fine. Well, it's uh, all part
2: of the show." Would he have like
0: Captain <laughs> American back to the, the the ship? I don't think
1: so, so.
9: Well, it just felt like too convenient, yeah, rather I'll than like that. like it felt like it was that was the only way they could propel that plot point mm-hmm. instead of coming up with something better. So, I don't know. That, that was the only scene that always bugs me. It's it. it. Like, ah, come on!
8: And it was kind of anticlimactic, too. Like, they you yeah. know, steal it, and then just oh, it's going to fly off all
0: peacefully yeah, exactly. into the distance. Yeah,
9: right? <laughs> it's like, oh, there goes that $2 billion helicopter.
0: Uh, Nate, what's your tragic maker?
6: Mine is uh, similar to others, just with the suspension of uh, disbelief. I thought it was interesting because like when I saw it when I, when I was like a teenager, I was like, "This is awesome!" Jumping off a cliff, off a yeah. motorcycle, sailing yeah. down to a plane. Yeah, sign me up right now. And, yeah, and, and the bad
2: guys don't shoot him. That's right.
6: and as suffocating the... guys with your scrawny chicken legs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it's
6: enjoying it. <laughs> it's all possible. Uh, no, but like, and then as I as I watched the Bonds after that, and then the whole Daniel Craig series. The whole level of realism that I think they're trying to, I mean, he still does r- kind of ridiculous stuff here and there, yeah. but not mm-hmm. nearly at the scale that past Bonds have done. So now, now watching it, I was like, that's something Daniel Craig would never do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, I should just look at it at, by itself, but it's still, they ask you to disbelieve a lot of mm. stuff. So yeah. gotcha. Or they ask you to believe a lot of stuff that's not possible.
0: Got it. Uh, Danae, what's the thing you liked least about GoldenEye?
4: Okay, so I think the thing I like the least is maybe in comparing it to other James Bond films, m- mainly Daniel Craig, I didn't like how his the character of James Bond seemed like he didn't know a lot of what to do on his own. He's, hmm. He seemed like he required a lot of help from other people in like figuring it? out... <laughs> He couldn't do it by himself. He required a lot of help from other people, like figuring out what was happening. And I mean, he was very skilled at operating a tank and driving a car and the boat. But of the actual figuring out, yeah, figuring out the plot and you know, you know what the uh, you know the purpose of his mission. It seemed like he re- he required a lot of outside assistance,
1: mm.
4: as opposed to he's kind of working by himself. He's you know very self motivated. He's I mean he at the beginning of the film was even working with another agent, which you don't see a lot either. So Yeah. Well but is
2: so you're against teamwork.
4: I, I like him <laughs> more as like a solo character who can do everything himself instead of needing a lot of people to help him. He seems think, more like a superhero, you know.
5: Uh, hmm. I think yeah, you're looking for
9: God <laughs> I, think God, I think God is who you're looking for. I feel like that's a, I that's think a she sheer just... suspension of disbelief to to think that one person can do everything though. So uh, yeah. I mean, that's like taking it to the maximum. It's like I can uh, do everything. But... Look at like uh, Daniel Craig, uh, James Bond. He can't do everything. He always no. finds people who need to, him. Yeah, to, to true, help him, so. true. Yeah, like, but I mean, give me
2: this beer. I can't make it myself. <laughs> <laughs> but in comparison, he doesn't drink beer. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's a martini. Yeah. No, Daniel
5: Craig can... drinks beer. That was a big controversy. Yeah. So... <laughs>
4: But yeah, I I feel like with Daniel Craig, he, I don't know, he figures out a lot more of the behind the scenes and tracking down more uh, interwebs of, you know, evil characters versus Mm -hmm. this James Bond is more of like on the surface, he does the action stuff, but less of the investigation, which I think I like more.
9: What an an actual
3: agent agent does. Right. (laughs)
2: Daniel Craig Uh, pretends to work by himself. I don't need your help, Q. You're just a scrawny, you know, college graduate. And then later he's like, "Hey, can you help me out?" (laughs) (laughs) Can
9: I borrow that V12 Vanquish real quick? (laughs) Uh,
0: Let's see, Paul. What's your tragic maker?
2: I'm going on the theme with the suspension of disbelief. <laughs> and uh, basically, I hate it when, and so many action movies do this. They kill off everyone who's not a ma- major character, but as soon as a major character comes in, they have the opportunity to kill him and they don't. I don't mm-hmm. know why. Yeah. At least three different times, they brought James Bond in to kill him and then they didn't. Mm-hmm. They, they decided to strap him, let's say, knock him unconscious. <laughs> And strap him to a helicopter, helicopter yeah. instead of killing him. Yeah. Now, I get the trying to be irony with the I'll give you three minutes to survive a train exploding. Because that's how much so, you gave me. Yeah, I, I I let that one slide. But all the other times they brought him in and
3: didn't kill him, mm-hmm. it's just so infuriating well, to me. There's one part I, I, I feel the same way for the most part, and I was looking for that. But I thought they, they did it kind of well when, when they revealed 006. And it was like, I I know you so well. You don't think I haven't thought about your every move and how you plan to do this. So it was kind of a kind of a game of poker or chess, you know, just like I planned your every move kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And then while he's saying that, I'm
2: I'm over here like Jurassic Park. Shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: I think all we have left is let's see, Josh and Chris or Chris. Josh, what's your tragic maker?
3: my tragic maker it was boring i was so bored yes so, <laughs> so like like i was trying so hard Indeed. not to get on the computer while i was playing and i did anyway i was watching oh, oh okay was playing and, uh, and like i was just I, I was complaining to sharon's like i have to sit through this, I <laughs> to I sit was complaining. Through this anymore is that why sharon's and- not on the podcast <laughs> Uh, no, no i'm joking <laughs> uh, but you know in in the defense when they got to the satellite at the end i'd say the last what 30 minutes or so that, that got entertaining but it took like an hour and a half of stuff i just had i just didn't care about any of the characters so i didn't weird. care any about like no the plot was kind of convoluted and i just didn't yeah. care enough to even follow it there was a twist but it was like yeah he's okay he's a villain but why are they okay they want to blow up the world they have what they have a weapon that's just i just didn't care about any motivations or you know another scene would happen they're like okay what's this Who okay that's this character i don't care yeah that's interesting
2: cause also... i felt the exact opposite i was interested huh. until the saddle like basically when they got to cuba then i'm like really 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 oh, okay, okay. I think,
4: too, It was. Well, ex- yeah, I was going to say it was extra boring. They didn't even really explain what the GoldenEye was for until close to the end. I mean, they vaguely touched on it. I didn't well, think they wasn't
1: explained it, just, it very well. Yeah, yeah they did it. Too, but
4: oh, it. I don't know. Maybe it, I it missed that part. It took a
3: base. Because it was boring. It was so boring. And, and the whole reason he wanted, or uh, 006 wanted it, was just he he just wanted to... Right. Revenge? Just for oh, London. It was a... It was actually Fight Club. It was kind of that. And, uh, I had to rewatch the scene because I wasn't paying attention. He wants to in Fight Club. Boring. No, no. Actually, I heard. I, I watched it, but I just was having trouble caring. <laughs> so, uh, I re- and so they wanted to like knock down, like basically create ca- chaos and start from zero oh, right, and a whole financial meltdown and all that kind of stuff. But said um, in basically one line.
4: Yeah, and, that
7: that's and what like, I was thinking. It's
2: probably yeah, that's they added in post too.
3: that's huge like that's a huge theme but it's like no no he's just he likes chaos moving on or something you know all
0: right talking about moving on uh chris end it with the thing you like the your tragic maker for this movie then we'll get to our fine solution
5: i'm like josh i don't need substance in my movies um I think that I think just the fact that there was kind of a lot of like cheesy dialogues and kind of one-liners in there that were a little That's my favorite part. No, little, no, no. A little over the top and um you know kind of it it's in the movie's uh, it's a little bit dated, you know. Uh it's 21 years old or whatever. So it's a little bit dated. But
3: uh, yeah. I like the part that it really dates itself over it says I'm going to put that on the internet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, guys, now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, let's. uh, Alice, will you please give us a firing solution?
1: Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark.
0: All right, guys, we're just going to rapid fire these uh, and say whether you think the movie. You think the movie. Golden Eye. The movie is classic. You'd recommend anyone go out and see it. A nostalgic, you'd only recommend people rewatch it. Or a tragic, you'd recommend no one see this movie, no matter what. So we'll start with Valerie.
7: I think I'm going to have to go with nostalgic. I thought it would be classic, but on the rewatch, it wasn't as great as I remembered it. Because I saw it when I was 18 in the theater, and so it, it disappointed me a little bit. It was a little too cheesy and unrealistic, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it, which makes me think that people would enjoy watching it a second time if they
8: liked it, but there's no need to rush out and see this movie. If
1: you, if you haven't seen it, Travis, uh, class nostalgic. Nope. No,
2: nice. no. Sorry. Oh, a classic um, nostalgic.
0: Nope. It's not. We I would still say right classic. Yet. Classic. All right. Oh, that's a high five. Um,
4: no. tragic,
0: tragic. Wow. That's,
4: that's so the first dumb. thing I've ever rated a
5: tragic. Oh, I
0: think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have Chris. How'd you rate it?
5: uh i rate it nostalgic i think like the james bond series as a whole like you kind of have to view it as a classic series but on its own i don't think this stands out as as more than nostalgic
0: Nate,
6: uh everything
3: that chris just said i missed <laughs> <'Cause> out <tech. laughs> i would say classic
0: classic
3: right. short and sweet and josh a very reluctant nostalgic
2: paul Classic.
0: Cla- oh, nice. Someone's really? got to do it. Classic. And for me, <laughs> let's see what did I put? Tragic for me. Yeah. I just oh. I, like Ooh. I was bored, like, like Josh was saying. Ooh.
3: I I I did want to make it tragic, but I, you know I defer to people's love of James Bond. That I don't get. Right, I would bro. recommend it if you like James Bond, but that's I good. take it by dude. faith. <laughs>
2: he's <laughs> they unbelievable. All adore him. That's for they sure. They think he's a righteous
3: dude. <laughs> all right. <According laughs>
0: with the scores tabulated, we have two tragics we have one two three classics which would leave five nostalgics so according to the, no, the retro rewind no according to the retro rewind podcast uh, we rate golden eye the movie a nostalgic uh, movie so disputed. a dispute. thank you a disputed nostalgic movie if you've seen it before it's probably worth going and seeing again but if not uh, go watch maybe a daniel craig or a sean connery or a different bond movie
2: Hey, real quick, did anyone notice that or think that the movie all of a sudden switched to Mrs. Doubtfire when he's like walking and, and he's like soaking wet from getting out of the pool?
0: I that did not occur to me, but yeah, I could see how you could see that.
2: All right, so no, Is it just run by fruiting. Or,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello.
0: All right. Now that we've discussed GoldenEye, the movie, let's talk about the game and see how it compares and holds up today, uh, Alice. We- alert! Alert! Approaching
1: target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. to use one of these?
7: Goldeneye. Load a rumble pack and see how it feels when 007 meets N64. Definitely-
2: False advertising because those scenes were not in the game, some of the... <laughs> Uh, but let's
0: see how it feels when we rumble our memories of the N64 game. Oh my gosh, Paul. Uh, as far as the story goes, uh, first person maze, finding ammo, earning the golden gun, and killing bad guys. It was a fun playthrough and followed closely to the movie. Bond is on a mission to stop the Soviets from getting the golden eye device. 007 sneaks into a dam, blows stuff up, and saves the world. You know what? Watch the movie Goldeneye. You pretty much play the exact storyline unless you play on harder levels and then you play in some ruins at the end or the moon. Can't remember. But when it comes to gameplay, aim, shoot, run, repeat. The graphics were blocky, awkward as all get out compared to today's first-person shooter controls and controllers. Uh, But that's what we had and we learned to play it well. Weird aiming, uh, slugging. Dilted movement, terrible AI, but the controls were smooth, and the auto-aim helped out so much. Really showed off how first-person shooter could be done right on the N64, with super-difficult-to-use watch lasers that are impossible to cut a hatch with, but he can dual-wield rocket launch. <laughs> uh, sniping in the frozen waste of S- Siberia was oh-so-satisfying. But when it comes to multiplayer, the big draw for this game... Where to begin? How about level equals complex, weapons equals rocket launchers, one-shot kills, and blowing up opponents from several rooms away. I sucked at the game and would get creamed by my older brothers during multiplayer, but I loved getting the golden, the golden eye gun. The only way we were allowed to play at my friend's house was with the DK mode turned on so it wasn't so violent. And the race to pick odd jobs... I remember I'd get lost in a lot of the levels really easily and have trouble paying attention to the radar so people could totally sneak up behind me. The game set the table for pretty much all first-person shooter multiplayer games. Halo would not exist if it weren't for Goldeneye. This multiplayer feature is the reason I barely graduated from college and my roommate's grades all suffered. (laughs) Uh, Pistols only option, slappers only, and 007 modes were too too most fun. And of course, stop looking at my part of the screen. Uh, I think that was pretty much all there. I don't think there were any inception things to that. So we'll go on to the things, you know, we'll make this uh, rapid fire because, you know, it's a first person shooter game and just talk about the things we loved most about 007 Goldeneye for the N64. I will start us off. I mean, and of all the things, the game music, I thought, did such a great job of marrying whatever environment you were in with the James Bond theme motif. I, I really
8: enjoyed the music overall in the game. I think it the really music did. in the game was actually better than the music in the movie. Uh, yeah, sure. right. Right. totally. So good.
0: Um, let's see, Travis, what was your classic
8: maker? Um, so I didn't I didn't realize this playing originally, but replaying it, I, there was a parts of the story that they filled in in the game That wasn't in the movie. So you went to like the satellite complex like Mm -hmm. four years before the story. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was pretty cool. That seemed pretty novel for that time to like have it be really like a supplemental media to the movie versus a 100% playthrough. You're sure it was like 60%, but
0: yeah. And it surprisingly was even paced better than the movie, even with all this content. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) Gotta
3: agree with you there. Yeah, that's
0: right. Josh, what was your uh, classic maker though?
3: My classic maker, oh, uh, multiplayer mode, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that was pretty sweet. That's, uh, that's the classic maker. You, yeah. the uh, you know, best first-person shooter, basically, on any, any console for my money. Though I do
0: uh, got to say, I think four players is where you get the most fun. Travis also came over and we played three players, and that was fun. I think if we had four players, it would have been the most enjoyable. So oh, I and think you, it depends. You better,
1: hope,
3: you better hope you have a big enough screen if you have four. Po- yes, yeah, so we have a wall, so go. we're good. Oh, yeah, we played on. Uh, we had to sit closer to the TV. If it mm-hmm. was like you know, three or four of us. Yeah, And, a
0: and it slowed Sony. down
9: sometimes too. So there was that. Yeah,
0: that did happen to me as well. Uh let's see, Katek, what was your classic maker?
9: The Nintendo sixty four uh, Golden Eye. I, I really liked that you could uh, not just play like multiplayer when you have like three brothers and that's really fun. You can like kill each other and mm-hmm. over over and over again. But there were the the time uh time cheats if you will you have to unlock it by like beating facility and woman it in 1 minute and 10 oh, seconds yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing and that was so hard right. because you had to do it on like 007 mode or things like that so there was a lot of replayability to that game that totally. wasn't I mean for its time was just like whoa i i, I can do all these extra things mm-hmm. and i guess it was kind of like how now there's achievements and trophies for oh, other yeah, games yeah. but it's like that that was kind of like for me the the, what set it apart as as far as a, a video game. The overall replay factor. Yeah, yeah, because it's just like you could play forever, basically. Totally. Just trying to do everything.
0: Absolutely. Nate, um, but what's your uh, what's it. your classic maker?
9: I'm
6: kind of similar, but multiplayer Goldeneye was my life in college. Oh, okay. Was, I rented a house with four other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was a law student, so he had already... He was in law school. One of them was pre-med. Oh, wow. And it, I seriously was responsible for them skipping classes okay. because we were just having like tournaments like we would just, <laughs> oh my just have tournaments and like I got so ridiculously good at it that they didn't want me to play anymore <laughs> in the rotation. <laughs> so I ha- the only way I could get back in was by kind of like faking Like deaths every now and then, like on the game, (laughs) so that they'd be like, Oh, okay, well, maybe we actually can beat him and stuff. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, (laughs) I play that, but it was, uh, camper. No, 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 (laughs) but it was, it was great. It was, uh, the multiplayer would just, it represented this time that, um, I was just, it was the best time playing video games with friends. And it really did, it was revolutionary. It did pave the way for, uh, massive multiplayer games. Um and Halo and all that
3: other stuff. I'm so. Mm-hmm. Awesome. so glad I was not in college when this game came no, out. Oh yeah, it was bad. It was I bad. was I was in high school, so you know, we, me and uh, my best friend at the time, we would get off the bus, go to my place, and we would just play for hours, like mm. every day yep. for months. And you got had you know, a
2: 64. Yes,
3: yes, Paul, oh, you were in <laughs> college. That was after me. <laughs> yeah, it was after me. But so like, and it got to the point where we'd have friends over, and they wouldn't want to play with us because. We were so good at nice. practicing killing each other that nobody could really, we, they didn't stand a chance against us. It was so. a lot of fun.
5: That was like me. I, I was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's the same thing.
2: exactly. I'm going to uh, seriously go off of what, uh, Chris just said about that. That was me. I am so bad at, uh, first person. I love side-scrolling games. Mm-hmm. So what I love most about this is was the kind of automatic aim that it has compared yeah. to other first players uh-huh. that, uh, that it's so hard for me to get the crosshair right on the guy. And by the time I do, he yeah. kills me. Yeah, so totally. this was nice to turn the corner and, Oh, there's a guy click the button and he's dead.
9: So yeah, that yeah. was nice. So you the club but then you could. Can- <laughs> Hit well, you could
3: hit them but they just wouldn't <laughs> I mean, die. You breathing on me right now? I don't know. Uh Paul never never did one shot kills.
0: 360 no scopes. Uh Paul, did you uh was that your classic maker
2: then? Yeah, that was my classic maker. Okay.
0: Yes. And Chris was your classic maker that you were so bad at this or something else?
5: Uh it was it was I mean it, like everyone else. It was the it was the multiplayer I think. Uh, uh, okay. So, did this is this the James Bond game that had like the the golden gun that yep. would, that would kill you mm-hmm. with one shot?
0: Mm-hmm. It okay, did I have was, that. Yes, sure. If I was confused,
3: which was weird because like... there's a there's a one shot kill option. Yeah, the double oh seven mode. Yeah, yeah the, so to kill.
1: Yeah,
3: right, right. So that I, didn't make sense if you chose I, that golden gun <laughs> weapon and and. Uh, 007 mode. Can I just say that was the best part of multiplayer was ticking off
6: all of my roommates because I'd have the levels memorized in the yes, So when you play yes. with proximity mines, you just run around the levels and throw them where you know everybody's gonna spawn. <laughs> so every time you die, just da 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 Like, people seriously <laughs> dreaming matches with me because they're like, Nate, Nate, we can't even spawn. Knock it <laughs> Nate, Nate we, was we, the we, rain we, man
3: of GoldenEye. We, we, had we had to ban
1: the we we had
3: the using uh, time to minds cuz yeah. it's like spawning but worse. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, I know where you are. Boom, you're dead. I was <laughs> I was always a uh, Mishkin, which was really funny. I just randomly picked him and he was my guy. Is he and in the movie at all? He's he's the guy with the beard, I guess. He's the the what do you call him? he the, Hagrid? Uh, the, no. No, he's the defense minister. <laughs> yeah. He's like the smallest role, but they gave him a a, a playable character. Yeah. So <laughs> awesome. and, he did another uh, one. And so like I played him for so long that Finally rewatching him, it's like there he is. And he's dead. That's my guy. <laughs> Basically.
0: Uh, okay, so those are the things we really liked. Now let's talk about the things we hated about this game. Uh, Paul, let's start with you.
2: I'm so bad. I got lost on the levels. I couldn't find the way. I got I knew to jump off the dam, but once I got in there, I kept going around in circles, not knowing where to go. After I killed all the guys.
0: Oh. Huh. Okay.
2: So I was like, "This. I'm. I'm done. Bye." Okay. <laughs>
8: uh let's see uh, then how about uh travis um hard to pick one and i also played turok 64 so i'm not going to complain oh, about the aiming system because so it was sorry. so because <laughs> signal than i was so much better Yeah, um, was, sadly i think the tragic maker would be the weakness of the sniper rifles in multiplayer and you're like mm. i'm going to shoot you in the head yep. and it's going to take eight shots Oh what? You killed me first with the club?
0: What's
9: going on here?
8: Katek, <laughs> did you have
0: a tragic maker for this game, or was it all? Well, oh, actually,
9: it's 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 kind of it's the same as my what I liked about it was really? that the well, multiplayer because everyone can see your screen. It's I did I did hate that, but there is a a way you can do the no radar mode, so mm-hmm. that that's nice. But, but then you know you do have four screens, so <laughs> I, so I can just say, look it at didn't you. Matter, so yeah, didn't yeah, exactly. Matter. It didn't matter. Yeah, but. <laughs> besides that i just even though i do enjoy the replayability of like the timed missions they made it so impossibly difficult yeah to, like specifically the facility and i looked it up because i was it was really bugging me you have to beat it on double agent in 2 minutes and 5 seconds and it's just so incredibly hard yeah and it just was for like a kid it's so frustrating yeah. to try and do this with this quasi awkward controller and it's just like how am i supposed to get through this in two minutes and yeah. five seconds only to get invincibility that's all you get my, <laughs> brother, oh. my brother played that level for a month in order to do
6: that oh and hard. so i the the copy we still own has the 007 with the invincibility code on it and i'm, I'm never gonna race it <laughs> that's <laughs> <awesome>. it. it's <laughs> so long to get
2: yeah. I like how you got your brother to do it for you. Came <laughs> up
6: after the first few tries, and he was like, "No, I'm gonna do this." And I
9: saw him it's a month later, so and he's difficult. like, "I did it!"
1: Wow. Yeah,
9: I mean, I, I enjoy it, but they, it was kind of like uh, Empire Strikes Back, yeah, uh, Super true. Super Empire Strikes Back. It's yeah, like impossible. Yeah. yeah. Where it's yeah. like, can you just like make it a slightly less difficult? Like right. So that I did enjoy it, but yeah, it's just they made it a little too hard in that aspect.
0: Okay. So. Uh, let's go to Chris. What's something? What's the thing you hate most about this game?
9: Uh, I mean,
5: it's it's hard to hate it, but like, I mean, just because it is so dated, I think, like, the graphics and stuff, yeah. you know, going back and playing it and being like, oh, my gosh, like, how fuzzy and blurry mm-hmm. all the details are and stuff. Is, you know, it, in, in a way, it's nostalgic, but in terms of, like, you know, actually play, playing a game, multiplayer.
0: It's almost uh, like Minecraft, some of the characters. The Minecraft is kind of crisp and, I mean, you can kind of tell, you see the edges a lot easier. Um. Uh. Nate, what's your tragic maker?
6: Um I'd have to say the control just the control scheme oh, okay. um because I've played a lot of um I played a lot of first person shooters since then like mm-hmm. on Xbox PlayStation and the invention of the dual analog stick just changed
0: yeah changed
6: everything when it came to like first person shooters and 64 didn't quite have it yet they were trying they were they were trying to get there but they hadn't yet, so like I said, you make you make do with what you got, and you just try to get really good at the control scheme they have. Mm-hmm. But going back to it, it's like, oh my gosh, like if if we had the the dual analog sticks back then, like the control would just would have been, I don't know, a lot
3: easier. Yeah. Well, the and in, in the defense, the uh, the C buttons were basically the second part of the analog. They were,
6: and it took some. You had to play on solitaire usually to get. To get yeah. hang of it and but, it
3: took a um, l- yeah. There was a steep lear- learning oh, curve, but few, once, once you got, it, got that though, once you yeah. got it, it worked. But it was it was it was hard until still
0: better
8: than Turok 64. <laughs> oh, <I think laughs> than
6: Turok 64.
3: Except <laughs> that, that minigun awesome. in Turok
0: 64 was amazing. <laughs> Josh, uh, what would you say your tragic maker for this game was?
3: Uh, like Chris was saying, it was re- the graphics like mm. are are pretty. They, like I even remember, like at the time they they were had uh, just not really Crispy. where maybe yeah not it wasn't it was like you would be, I'd be fighting the uh, you know, those guys, the, the Soviets, you know, and sometimes you get really close to them, and it's just really awkward. Mm-hmm. You're just, not supposed like, to get that close, very narrow hallway, and you're just like right oh, yeah. on top of them, surrounded it's by just boxes. Like, well, it's like, it's like they have like these weird kind of <laughs> octagon heads with the be photorealistic faces. Yeah. It's just even at the time, it's just like, what is this? And they have squares for hands and trying to have these realistic movements. But those sweet
8: barrel rolls, though.
6: (laughs) (laughs) That was the best part when you were just... They would go into a barrel roll the moment you start firing on them, and you'd get, like, ten bullets into them before they complete their barrel roll, (laughs) stand
3: up, dust themselves off, and then... That is fantastic programming right there. And they'd have the the blood mechanics, too. They tried to, like... You shoot them, and they just kind of, like, have red show up and... It's, even at the time, I, I knew it wasn't going to age well, at least graphics, but the gameplay, fortunately, you know, is so much yeah. superior. So yeah. to, I'm getting on and on about the graphics, but really it's a, it's a minor quibble considering <laughs> yeah. the game.
0: All right. I guess that leaves me. Uh, for me, my tragic maker for this game was, it was a small thing, but in the first level, uh, you're going through and you need to open up this gate to let the truck Go through yes. for those of you who remembered it. I was having the hardest time figuring out how to open the gate because I thought the one uh, I think it's the B button was just for reloading. So I didn't know if did I need a key card or did I need something else? No, it's you just didn't that the, the instruction manual did you? No, I didn't because uh, I didn't have it. Figured it out. Oh, fine, <laughs> you're super smart, Paul. But apparently, yeah, that button but is I an action mazes, button so, yeah. that opens doors and presses buttons and even turns on the alarms if you don't mean to. <laughs> Watch out for this. That. Oh, yeah. um, so that's so a lot of the controls were intuitive, but I would say my uh, tragic maker was just the that was not intuitive. But obviously, once you got it, you got it. Uh, all right. Now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer for GoldenEye, the N64 game, I you have a firing solution for this one.
1: Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark.
0: All righty. Uh Same as before, and we'll just go around real quick. Katek, how do you rate uh, Goldeneye for classic. XC4? Classic. Absolute. Aps- classic. Absolute classic. Okay. <laughs> Travis?
8: Uh, classic.
0: Classic.
8: Uh, ch- 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 uh, Chris? Uh, it's hard to say. You have
0: nostalgic.
5: No, I'm... I'm... <laughs>
8: Just be you, man.
5: I'd have to go with nostalgic. All right. As as great as it was, it really borderline for me. But there were other, um, you know, double oh seven games that I think have this have similar, you know, kind of gameplay and and enjoyability um, around that same time. So I, I I feel like it it doesn't necessarily stand out to me uh, against those.
0: Uh, okay, very good, uh, Nate.
3: Classic, all the way.
0: Classic, all the way uh josh
3: uh classic i want to point out how rare that is for a video game adaptation of a movie
0: right that's true yes uh paul
2: nostalgic because i don't think every video game player out there would enjoy it yeah and for me
0: (laughs) i i i resonate with you paul nostalgic as well because i think there are games today that are People would not want to go back to this and play it again. But if you have played it before, it's still an awesome co-op experience, and it's still a pretty good single-player experience as well.
9: An updated graphics version. There is Golden ice. That so was
0: taken on- down.
9: No, you can still find it. <laughs> <laughs> Black market. It's called the internet. Nothing disappears forever, yeah, right. <laughs> except GeoCities.
0: But uh, with all the votes in, we have one, two, three, four, five. 5 votes for classic versus 3 for nostalgic so the Retro Rewind podcast rates Goldeneye for the N64 a disputed classic game Uh, definitely go out and check this out Uh, probably had to buy it from a used video game store it's not available on virtual console or anything or you can find an updated graphics version on the internet somewhere
3: uh, Didn't it come out on the Wii? It's It's, it, yeah. it,
0: it's not the same game though. It's, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's
3: reimagined. It
6: was it was good. Um, multi- I I hear there's
2: no silly stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Wait, um, have did
6: you say,
3: is Daniel Craig really in, yeah. in
6: it? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, They used his voice. Uh, oh, that's really <laughs> cool. So Wait, I knew it's, the. Uh, it's kind of reimagining.
3: The N64 version was supposed to have uh, like Sean Connery and Timothy Dalton, uh, but they couldn't get the rights to their likenesses. So like when you on that first menu. I mean, you have a like profile
9: so is supposed to be a different bond and different ones oh, okay i okay, just cool. googled Google, golden source and yeah you can just download it right here <laughs> <laughs> so it's still available and they just it was recently updated august 12 2016 so virus free email. too <laughs> yes just email me i'll send it <laughs> all it's right at guys. @aol.com yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Prodigy, what? Let's go on the net zero. I still have my
3: Hotmail account from when I was playing GoldenEye for the first time. Nice. <laughs> I do too. Rock I think on. you
2: have to d- use Netscape to download it, though. All right, you know let's anyone? let's go I'm back. Develop.
0: Let's go back to our own time. Alice, you please bring up New Tube so we could rapid fire through those.
1: YouTube systems engaged. <laughs>
0: All right, we're, uh, let's share whether what we've been uh, seeing or reading or experiencing lately, uh, contemporary things, what's new on our tube, and we'll just go with what it is and what the name is and what the tile is. So let's go Katek first.
9: So there's this new thing called Golden GoldenEye Source. And <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, uh, like I do photography, um, and so actually the new Canon 5D Mark IV just recently was released i've been pining to get that so that's not really a new tube thing but that's like i've been obsessed with reading everything about it so uh, okay that's kind of what i've been doing recently
2: have you gotten your hands on it like yeah, yeah i
9: actually did a uh, like uh when i was in japan uh mm. the other month uh i went to the canon showroom and i was playing with it and it's just so beautiful nice. <laughs> well i mean it's like such a much it's a bigger sensor and it shoots 4k and Nice. It's just a very nice camera. Very so. cool. If you're into photography, please check that out. But I'm sure you already have. If you are, so never mind. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, Nate, uh,
6: if you like video game history, I'm reading a book
3: called "Console Wars" by Blake Harris. Oh yeah. I'm not sure if I have that. I've heard of it. Yes. Have you read it, I've, I've read the first half. Yeah. 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 I'm halfway through. It's I'm like really... 600 pages.
6: <laughs> it's a long book, but it's it's all it's all compiled by people who were there, who lived the the through the Nintendo and the Sega years, and how much those companies competed uh, against one another, and then also with PlayStation, Sony in the mix, and everything. It's it's, and very it's super
3: detailed, it's like very detailed, like yeah. the most comprehensive. Like, you just can't imagine how detailed. Yeah.
5: I'm enjoying it. It's good. Cool, Chris. Uh, I just discovered HBO Go. A really cool section called Late Night. Okay. And, uh,
2: <laughs> is that like Saturday morning? Yeah. Is that, that so late? No, it's no. Saturday morning.
5: No. Uh, so I <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's where the Game of Thrones
5: is, right? Because yeah. it comes on at night. Sure. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I uh, took my kids to see Storks, and it was uh, it was great. It was really a uh, really okay. fun movie. It's by um, a couple of my favorite director producer. Uh, guys, which is uh, uh, Phil uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. And
3: Chris Miller, yes. Yeah, and they do,
5: like, everything they touch uh, is amazing because uh, they, uh, they're responsible for Last Man on Earth and Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs and the Lego movie and all that stuff. So sparks was uh, another good
3: one. Awesome, sure. Josh! Wow, I didn't know that. Like, I've seen everything that they've done, and I didn't know they were doing stories. So I have to do that now. Yeah, uh, but that's to. yeah, not en- enough about me. Uh, or no, now okay,
0: that's uh, wrong. <laughs> no, uh, uh,
3: sorry. Uh, so I uh, just got caught up reading uh, one of the best comic book series I think I've ever read. It's called Saga, and it's from the same writer as uh, Why the Last Man on Earth. Um, but the artwork is—I I was compelled by the artwork and if you it, it, if you let's see it's very sci-fi very mature very mature uh, oh like hbo go well like it's in the like late like geriatric <laughs> well like uh if you're a fan of game of thrones or dune you know if you're if you like that kind of stuff i highly recommend it the artwork is gorgeous the story is captivating i couldn't put it down very and in cool. fact uh issue 34 as a uh, kind of this little koala panda guy fishing off a walrus, and that's my like uh, tablet cover for like the past year. Nice. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So Pop? highly recommend it.
0: Paul. Cool.
2: Okay, so I've been amazed how many people have requested that Francisco and I review Better Off Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the requested movie for us to review and neither one of us has seen it, uh, growing up. So, uh, recently my wife and I saw the movie just cause I was so curious uh-huh. and it's a 1985, uh, John Cusack movie and we loved it. Oh, I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, th- okay. The, the, well, Adventures in Babysitting, that was kind of like over the top and, it was so much that I called it a tragic. This mm-hmm. is over the top, done well, and so much oh, okay. that I would actually rate it a classic. Wow. So if you know, I mean, it's it's one of those type of movies, comedies that's over the top, not like Airplane over the top, but <laughs> close, and it's uh, it's kind of like a cartoon come to life, which I think we talked about maybe ferris bueller being but this is mm-hmm. even more so oh wow so well, very cool there's, you guys requested a rating of it that's my rating classic. there you go awesome you know
3: what's sad i i, I haven't seen it but i heard that uh that's like the one movie john cusack doesn't like to talk about
2: really because that's probably my most favorite john
3: cusack movie like the, oh. the, like it has such a cult following and that's what everyone wants to talk to him about wow.
4: <laughs> it's like christian bale with newsies <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see, now uh, Valerie
4: I saw the movie Sully with Tom Hanks Oh yeah. and it was
7: very interesting wait, you saw like it with movies. him?
5: <laughs> <laughs> I was <I'm> jealous
7: <laughs> no. no, I just like it when movies are based on true stories because it's a chance to learn a little
8: about history, so I thought it was interesting
0: mm-hmm. very cool uh, Travis uh,
8: can Danae go first? I don't want to steal hers Danae
4: okay, I, um, I had two so um, TV shows that started this fall. So this is us on NBC, which a lot of people have been talking about. Oh yeah, and Belle and
2: I saw that. Yeah, we enjoyed it.
4: Yeah, don't want to spoil anything. But um, and then the second one was a show that Travis and I just started today. HBO is uh, redoing Westworld as a TV series. Oh, I've heard good things about Yeah, that. it's really yeah, good. I think it has like a 9.3 on IMDb right now. Mm-hmm. So we just watched the oh. first episode. It is a little bit more mature. I mean, it's an HBO show, but it's really interesting so far. The, the premise is, it's kind of like a futuristic world where the the, it's like a theme park, a Wild West theme park, where people pay to come visit. And all of the the people, the hosts that they interact with, are artificial intelligent, kind of like robot.
3: I know I know about the movie that was made what in the '60s. Yep. With yeah, Yul yeah. Brenner. Yep. Was it a book before that, or? Um,
4: I can't remember. But okay. it, I know that it's it's so. similar plot line. But so far the production quality is really good, and the plot is very interesting.
2: Is Yul Brenner in it?
4: No, oh, but gosh. Anthony Hopkins has a role, Ed Harris. and Ed Harris, yeah.
2: Let's see. I did. Oh, Travis.
0: Yeah, back to you.
8: Um, so I don't know if it's a new book or not, but I've um, been reading Good Omens, which has been pretty. It's like an enjoyable, funny book about um, an angel and a demon who are like friends throughout the tale of human history, and it culminates in like the end times of this little oh, really? kid in some British village that's like accidentally the Antichrist and is making fish rain, and it's it's a fun comedy. Um, or comedic look at it, but
4: it oh, sounds—it okay. sounds really weird.
8: Yeah, it's oh. a weird premise, but it's really a fun. It's been a fun, uh, a fun read. So, it's okay. called
2: Good Omens. Yeah, and it's good as opposed to bad omens. Right? Which is because yeah, okay. no, no. you don't want bad omens.
5: Create the Antichrist. <laughs>
2: cool for me. Uh,
0: my new tube is the we just started watching the new season of Longmire. It was a past new tube for me before uh, we finished the four seasons, and now the new season's out and it's it's just as good so excited to keep watching it so that is our new tube section uh all right now we're gonna have a fun game we're going to go to our 1.21 game of watts section and we're gonna play domo adigato mr film bato how this works is uh from I've selected uh, nine movies and a tiebreaker (laughs) from all the movies and video games we've covered on the show. I've uh, took their IMDb synopsis and ran it through Google translate a few times. So I'm going to read you that translated synopsis and you have to tell me what movie or game this, uh, the synopsis is covering. So if you think you know the answer, say your name and then uh, I'll, Say, okay, go ahead. What do you think the answer Can is? Can you hold
9: on one second? I got to get my wife. She speaks Japanese.
1: <laughs> it's not in Japanese. It's English. It's just translated
0: from Japanese. Katak. Um So I don't think that'll help you. Uh, so, and whoever gets the most points wins. Uh, so here we go. I might
3: have a slight advantage. I speak a little Japanese.
0: Here's the first one. And these range in difficulty. Some you might get right away, some may not. Starting out, her fiery passion. Chris
5: no sorry keep going
0: (laughs) her fiery passion and the elder and the elderly with imagination brother and sister charm wrong orphan for the
2: uh, your name (laughs) paul uh mary poppins
0: (laughs) no orphan for the new family and community i'll read it one more time oh josh go ahead
3: i don't know if you reviewed it but i would say escape to Witch mountain
0: nope that's on the list like at the bottom uh, yeah. I'll read it one more time. Her fiery passion and the elderly with imagination, brother and sister, charm wrong orphan for her new family and community. I guess no one gets this point because oh. that is.
7: Valerie? Wait. Oh, is ahead. it Pollyanna?
0: No. Nope. Well, Annie or Plant? Yes, Chris.
5: Is
7: it
1: Curly Sue?
0: No. Okay, no more <laughs> guesses you guys don't get. <laughs> that is Anne of Green Gables, which uh, is episode what? seven. Oh.
1: All
0: right. Next up, here we go alien that their goal is to invade the earth to destroy it came fighting the superior technology there danae
4: independence
0: day you got yes. it yes
1: <laughs>
0: fighting their superior technology there are in we the human will day. to the best weapon to survive yes with your brother josh right here
1: mm.
2: So Danae gets one point. I guess I don't have an advantage, then, if I can't remember. I guess not.
0: Covered. Here's the next. Secretly, the world of boy wonderful fantasy troubled from the mysterious book of the page. Oh, oh. I think I heard Danae first.
1: Page what, master? I heard
9: Katek.
0: No. Katek? Okay. Oh.
9: <laughs> Never a story?
0: You got it, uh, Katek. Very oh. good. Uh, all
2: right. Uh, here's the next Master's one. Master's on the list? No. That's what
0: I okay. If right. you... If you take con- if you take the control and the race of the hovering vehicle of the future of the Nate. racers. Okay, Nate,
6: yeah. Nate, fly to the Navigator,
0: baby. No. Danae. Danae. Tron? No. Nope. Nah. Katek. Katek. Back to the future. No. Nope.
3: <laughs> Come on. Can you read it again?
0: <laughs> yeah, here, here we go again. If you take the control and the race of the hovering vehicle of the future of the racers.
9: Speed racer?
3: No. Nope.
4: <laughs> Is that your name? <laughs>
2: There's so many. i <laughs> covered <Yeah>. this.
3: <laughs> yep not Independence. oh Paul
2: Paul a goofy movie nope <laughs> what <laughs>
1: alright
0: no more guesses the correct answer is F-Zero which was episode oh 30. you put a
1: oh. game in there oh. yeah, I said, said games oh. and movies oh games.
0: here's your next that one mutiny
1: <laughs> gay and gaming
0: here's your next one uh, 14 aged mutant ninja turtles came out on Josh, in the- Josh. Ninja Turtles? I need a full Teenage name, please. Mutant.
3: Teenage
2: Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's it. Oh, you sure it wasn't the wizard? <laughs>
0: the full one was 14. 14, not 14, but 14 age mutant ninja turtles came were ordered to protect the ninja of organized crime from the shadows.
2: Now, was that the video game, the arcade game, or no, the movie? No, that was just
0: the movie. Uh, I could have made it more difficult that way, but I chose not to. Uh, so Josh got a point. Okay, next. Uh, we have one, two, three more. And so far, we have a three, a four way tie. Okay, so. That's a Ninja
2: uh, Turtle high five. Here we go. Uh,
0: teleportation device between the star found in Egypt leading oh, to. Earth. Oh, Paul. He said, Oh. Ooh. He said, Oh. Your name's I
1: not heard Jesus, O. That but was kind of oh, shady. Oh, Paul. Oh, Travis.
8: Yeah, I could do that too, but I'm not a cheater.
2: <laughs> no, go for it, Travis. Travis. Go ahead, take Stargate.
1: Stargate. Double cheater to him. Double cheater. Oh, I
8: knew.
0: Come on. That's a great film. Uh, next, uh, teen comedy about high school and graduated Chris. from. Yeah, Chris.
2: Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, Paul. N- Paul. <laughs> Son-in-law. No. <laughs> Nate. Nate.
6: Can't hardly wait. You got it. Oh my god! Yay, good <laughs> job. Yeah. You just like keep going and listening. This,
0: to the, <laughs> the full one for that was teen comedy about high school and graduated from the plurality of character graduation nightlife different agenda.
4: Wow, that's really good.
2: <laughs> that is so son-in-law.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely a goofy movie.
0: All right, last one. Uh, if anyone who's gotten a point gets this, they will clinch it. Otherwise, we will go to a tiebreaker.
1: Oh,
0: man. Uh, bachelor's degree and comprehensive dirty, rebellious teenage daughter babysits his brother and her... Danae. L- Dene.
4: Adventures in Babysitting?
0: No. <sighs> Paul? Were you going to guess, Paul? I thought you said your name. Oh, you oh he's you
2: talking. I can't hear
1: him.
2: Oh, can I What? You can't? <laughs> I guess you have to go on.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Carry
0: I'll say it again. Uh, bachelor's degree and comprehensive dirty, rebellious teenage daughter babysits his brother and her cute little brother and sister. Josh. Josh,
3: Mary Poppins? No, we already My did God. Mary Poppins. We did. <laughs> oh, I, I, remember, the I don't remember the. Is it Uncle Buck?
0: It is Uncle oh, Buck. Nice. Good, job. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good job. All
1: right, so we have a
0: lots of way tie. <laughs> so let's see who gets. We already taste dramatically changed farm of college life girl and her best friend Josh. Josh. Son-in-law. That is uh,
3: son-in-law. That oh, wow. I hope that I guessed on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the full one was, uh, we already taste dramatically changed farm of college life girl and her best friend out of the water Thanksgiving holiday yeah. has a clearly glamorous party animal in the home fish of a small town farm.
4: A glamorous party.
0: Wow. So home fish, huh? Josh, you win. Woo. 1.21 game watts. Mr. Uh, Ajigat, Domo Ajigato, Domo Mister Film Bato. good job. I
3: guess it did help
2: that he knew some Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> what can I spend
3: that on? Uh, a Delorean, I guess. Honor, I suppose. The game.
0: Um, You're already like a top rank, so I don't, I can't give you a rank or anything. Sorry, uh, but now we'll go Where's on to our feedback and announcements and wrap up this show. else
1: Comsat online.
0: Transmission. All right. First, we have a little bit of feedback. Uh, first, I, I asked some uh, asked on social media, "Hey, we're doing our hundredth episode. Uh, do you have a favorite moment?" And Eric Purcell said, "I think the most that I think most of my favorite moments are when Francisco and Paul disparage one another." It's a winky face. <laughs> oh, and when I. Oh, and when I cringe at the ratings you guys choose, love the pod, exclamation point. So thank you so much for that, Eric. Uh, Then Ryan Jackson said, one of my favorite moments goes all the way back to Superman 3. At one point, Paul says, you have to turn your brain off. Since then, I've used that statement many times. Thanks, Paul and Francisco, for 100 episodes of Epicness. You're welcome, but I've only had 99. Um, I guess I'm the only one who's had a full 100, but that's neither here nor there your honorary 100 Paul oh, uh, uh, if you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any other the best place to do that is on our comments section of this episode or uh, go to our contact contact page retro slash contact or retro slash group to join our Facebook group now I have some announcements 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 uh, so Paul and I have been talking about for a bit now uh like what changes we might want to do in episode 100 and since as you can probably tell this episode is extra long uh but our episodes have been getting longer and longer as you may have noticed so we have decided to split the podcast up into two feeds essentially uh the one the feed you're getting now is going to continue to be uh the normal we review a movie that you guys vote on or a game and we do our normal classic you know Likes, dislikes, (laughs) final rating. The second feed is going to be exclusive to people who are patrons of the show uh, or have uh, supported the show via PayPal. And in that, you're going to get a lot of bonus content. You're going to get pre and post shows. You're going to get new tubes, uh, our games that we play. You're going to get any extra stuff like commentary tracks that we do. We have a clue commentary that's out, and uh, we're planning on doing a Princess Bride commentary before the end of the year. So you're going to get all that content. All you have to do is become a patron. Uh, go patreon.com/slash retro rewind podcast, and you can give as little as a dollar an episode, and that really helps support the show. And you'll a get a lot, a lot, and you'll get lots of fun content uh, for doing so. Or if you want to, if if really you just want to make a one-time donation on PayPal, that's fine totally legitimate and we'll send you the link to that feed as well (laughs) Um, but thank you all so much for listening to this Uh, for however many times you've listened to this it's awesome that you've been a part of this show Uh, and if you have any questions about this change feel free to reach out to me uh, on Twitter or email or what have you we'll go through our contact information here in a second yeah so Paul take it away
2: all right so next time we are going to go back, back to the year 1985 for the winner who picked our next episode. They uh, who who picked it?
0: That was Eric Purcell.
2: Thank you Eric. Eric picked Santa Claus the movie cuz he so. hates
0: us apparently. I don't know why, <laughs> but
2: uh, it could be good. I don't yeah. have to find out. I suppose. Uh but in, I liked it as a kid. I don't know if now. We we'll we'll used to out. own that. It used to that's not a good sign anyway but until then you can find us on uh the retro the retro rewind is it the retro rewind podcast no just
0: retro rewind podcast all right
2: you can listen to us uh, on uh, whatever you're listening to on us now continue yeah. doing that that'd <laughs> yeah, be appreciated pretty much. and uh, you can support us through patreon and paypal like francisco said you can follow us on twitter pinterest instagram facebook and if you want us on any other social media that you follow a lot, let us know. And But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com where I have all my social media links.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Paul. Thanks for doing the show with me. It's been uh, Hey, thanks for blessing. 100 episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's been so great. Uh, now, going around the panel real quick. Uh, let's start with Katek. Thanks for being on the show.
9: Yes. Thank you for having me for episode 100. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, You can reach me at my Twitter, where I usually am lurking rather than tweeting. (laughs) Uh, And uh, that would be free hugs, the number four free, or Katech Ruiz. Awesome. K A T E C R U I Z. Yeah, I'd have both, and I like to lurk with both. So I will lurk you very well.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Katech, so much. Uh, Chris, thanks for being on the show.
9: Hey,
5: thanks for having me. Honored to be here as well. Uh, you can find me at com. There's links to all my social media stuff there. You can also uh, go to breakroomstudios.com and you can find the various podcasts or videos or dumb stuff that I do usually, usually Nate and I do.
0: Very awesome. Speaking of Nate, thanks again for being on the show this time.
5: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah.
5: Uh, yeah, like what
6: what Chris said, you can go there to kind of see all the ridiculous things that, we do on occasion and uh yeah i guess you can reach me on twitter at nate voices
0: so. very cool josh thanks for coming back to the show one of
3: our old times oh thanks for having me um yeah you can uh contact me at uh i have a thing that i do where i share all the ridiculous phone calls that i get at work you can go to facebook.com slash caller stories and it's just the most ridiculous conversations that I've talked to very not smart people <laughs> and uh, share them oh, wow. with the world. Uh, it's anonymous, so, you know, nobody's feelings are hurt, per se. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an honor uh, to be on there. <laughs> maybe. I put myself on there a couple times. <laughs> awesome. I've said some ridiculous stuff. So, yeah, facebook.com slash stories.
0: Awesome. Thanks again, Josh. Uh, Thanks. Valerie. Thanks for being on the show again.
7: Sure, no problem. My email is ValeriePowers2003 at yahoo.com.
0: Very good. Danae, welcome you, welcome back to the show. <laughs>
4: thank
7: you. <laughs> thanks
0: for being back on the show.
4: Yes, thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Where you can find
4: me on Facebook. It's Danae Berg, D-A-N-A-E, Berg with an E.
2: Awesome. Just like Anne with an E. Wait, um, wait, Berg? With an e, is like, that with one e or two? Like technically B-E-R? two b E's. Oh, no, two it's e's. like iceberg
4: okay. with an e on the end.
0: Iceberg e. Everybody got that. Good luck. Good. All right. And so thank you, Denae. and thank you, Travis, for coming back.
8: Yep. And you can reach uh, my friend Tom and I on MySpace, um, okay. and also oh my I'm on Facebook.
0: Is nice. awesome episode. I, I had a lot of fun doing this, uh, and thank you most of all to you, the listener, who wherever you're doing. If you stuck around this long, please hashtag us um, long 100 or
2: till the end. <laughs> to,
0: yeah. Hashtag till the end RRP. We'll do that. But we really appreciate you listening, uh, sharing with your friends, subscribing to this show, supporting us. Uh, thanks for being part of this awesome retro community. And uh, you can find me, though, at uh, on Twitter. I'm at FXRUIZX. And check out my portfolio at FXRDesign.com. But like a Pokemon trainer, we gotta catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast.
1: Retro Rewind Mission complete. Proceed to nav point Omega and return to base.